privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Join Rabbit and Red Radio Network on Patreon for exclusive shows, content, swag, and more. For the low price of $2 per month, you can join the family. So check us out at patreon.com slash network one That's patreon.com slash network the number one. Welcome to this very special edition of Mind Jacked. I'm Joey T. Michael J will be popping in and out, but for the most part, it is going to be me and normal Cody. How are you, Cody? Fantastic, sir, and yourself. Ah, I'm very excited about tonight's show. Uh, yeah, this is very strange. It was. I thought I thought we were going to be a trio tonight, and it seems like uh, Michael J's got some technical difficulties, but. Uh, Ah, the mouse must have threatened him. That must have been it. Yeah, screw that mouse. We're going to decapitate that mouse tonight. Screw that thing. I'm so thrilled. I'm thrilled. I love popping bubbles. And we are going to 100% pop the bubble. That is. We're going we're gonna to put out a little just one bite. A little, <laughs> little rat poison tonight. <laughs> screw Mickey. Mickey's going down. Uh, uh, the house of mouse going to collapse like a deck of cards no i think more. it kind of already is starting to so i think so too 
There's a lot of people that aren't on board with well what, what they've been up to. When their stocks have gone from two hundred dollars a share down to ninety, I mean, I, I think that's a uh, pretty big, uh, you know, hint that, that they may not be doing so well. I mean, they're still making billions of dollars. Don't get me wrong. But. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, has the stock really dropped that far? Yes. Wow. My wife used to have have Disney stock. Not a lot. I think she only had a couple shares. Uh, one of, like a family friend, this was before like she, she was a kid. Um, one of her family's friends moved to Florida from Pennsylvania and she was like all into the whole Disney thing. So she bought like all her close family and friends Disney stock. So, and I, I would say the wife sold it off like two years ago. She's like, I'm not making anybody off this thing. She's like, I'm just getting rid of it. We'll put it in something else. I'm like, all right, great. So I don't kinda, even know. I it's no kind of like the uh, 20 years I worked for Walmart buying stock with them. Uh, uh, it was a safe stock. You weren't going to lose a lot of money with it, but you weren't going to make a lot either. Uh, but Disney, Disney was one of those stocks, you know, where you could invest and it wasn't going to move a lot there for the better part of the last 20 years and now now in the last couple of years it's really well really about the last five years it's really been a steady de- decline for them really so it's not even just the last two and a half with the whole covid nonsense it's been longer than that that it's been yeah, well they, they've been trying to it all it all started uh i want to say back 2013, 2014, uh, when uh, they swapped CEOs, uh, Bob Iger was the CEO. He took over after uh, uh, Michael Eisner was forced right. out. And uh, this new guy, God, I can't remember his name, of course. But um, he's good buddies with uh, the CEO of uh, BlackRock Investments, which owns... Uh, 15% of Disney shares and, and has, uh, yeah, yeah. They have strong ties. I'm sure you've heard of them. They have strong ties to the, uh, U S treasury department or, and are, uh, kind of unofficially known as our government's, uh, fourth, uh, arm. Yes. Oh yeah. You might as well consider them part of the military. They're scumbags. Uh, yeah. black rock and what's the other one? Uh, Vanguard. Two of the biggest scumbag companies out there. Yeah. That government shadow company investment companies. Yep. One hundred percent, dude. And they're gonna screw us all. Buying up real estate here and there. Oh, it's such so bad it's such bad news. But Van Vanguards that they're big into Disney at this point. Uh yeah, BlackRock. BlackRock oh, Black is Black uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they own 15% of their shares, and pretty much whatever their CEO says, uh, the Disney CEO follows suit. Yeah. Well, they've been shady from the beginning. The uh, um, Walt Disney, the, 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 the person, not the corporation, Walt, Walt has ties to, uh, we'll say, 1940s Germany. I don't know if there's certain words that will get us flagged but uh hey there's no such thing as bad publicity (laughs) all right good point all right so disney is connected to the nazis (laughs) 
he did work with uh, Werner von Braun. Post, I, I think it was post World War II. Werner von Braun was one of the big Nazi scientists who was like obsessed with space and you know trying to travel outside of our atmosphere. Um, like they worked together. Nazis in space, space, space. <laughs> this is such. It's amazing. It's amazing the, the the dark arts that go along with this company. I can't believe that BlackRock. I had no idea. I really didn't. I I, I should have known better, of course. I shouldn't be shocked by what you're telling me right now. But they dude, those guys. It's unreal. It's unreal. But we, and Disney uh, also. I mean, uh, they've been bending over backwards the last several years to try to appease China. And uh, I'm not going to necessarily blame that on BlackRock, although I know they pull Disney strings. But uh, before I get too far into that, what do you say we go back more toward the beginnings of Disney? Let's okay. let's start there and work our way up. Uh, Walt, who was just a... Poor cartoonist starting out. And uh, he really, he, yeah, and I, I don't really know a lot in that. But you feel free to enlighten me. Uh, I'm all ears. Uh, but he, he uh, you know, supposedly worked his way up pre, uh, pre uh, World War II mm. and um, had a falling out with uh, his producer who basically tried to steal his uh, properties. And and that's when he created, had been secretly creating Mickey Mouse. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not that familiar with it. But any, any, any of the stories that start off with, you know, like you just said, he, his humble beginnings. You know, he was working out of his garage. Okay, so is Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is working out of his garage. Any of these people, Elon Musk... And it, I can only relate it to like the modern folk at this point, but I, yeah, I don't buy any, any of the humble beginnings. I'm just, I, I can't, I, I there's an automatic distrust in the, the story of their, their rise to fame or infamy. Um, so yeah, the, the, Disney is the struggling artist. Walt Disney is the struggling artist. I don't know. And I have no confirmation. That's just me being the skeptical, jaded turd that I am. But I, no, I get it. I, I, he, he uh, yeah, you know, supposedly he had his humble beginnings, but I'm not buying it. I don't know. But, I don't know. I feel like these people are chosen. Uh, they kind of like figureheads. Yeah, I agree. Right. Yeah. Now, I'm, now I'm not saying I don't believe in the American dream that you can go out, start with nothing, and go out and uh, be successful. One one of my best friends I grew up with, uh, who came from extremely humble beginnings, uh, dirt poor hum humble beginnings like myself, it has went on to own several businesses and be very successful in life. And uh, okay. and and. I know for a fact he hasn't sold out to anybody. But that being said, you know, there's a difference between owning a few businesses 
and being a worldwide you know, media force, you know. Yeah. Oh, God. 100%, dude. Somewhere dude. along the way, you have to sell your soul. I'm a firm believer in that. Oh, totally. And these guys have. Like, Disney, Disney is so huge. And everybody loves loves their stuff. It's good family, wholesome family stuff. Like, no, is it? Is it really? Like, I, I mean, it. go ahead. I was a Disney kid. I was a Disney kid. I, even when they had the resurgence during the late eighties and early nineties, I, I I still enjoyed enjoyed those films, and I I believe they're modern classics for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Man, the route they took in the last 30 years really, really is questionable. Yeah, but I think some of the stuff goes back, goes back before that. And uh, unfortunately, I sent a bunch of the stuff to Michael J to try to confirm all that. And uh, he's going to be in and out tonight. So I, I can't say for sure without him going, like, posting pictures that I sent him. But it is what it is. We'll we'll figure it out. But this all stemmed. Um, you had texted me about the I guess it's probably their most recent release, the uh, Hocus Pocus two. Yeah, yeah. And I watched it once, and I I I almost think that I would have watched it with, uh, like being a little more naive. Probably just like when I watched the first Hocus Pocus. Now I only watched the first Hocus Pocus once, and Hocus Pocus two I only watched once. I tried get I I really wanted to watch it twice. I'm like I know there's going to be shit I can pick apart, but I only got a chance to check that out one time before we record this episode. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some strange stuff going on, and I I. It's it's something. It's another thing that makes me skeptical about how wholesome Disney is. I mean, there's I, as a child, stuff that was like witchcraft and magic and whatnot. I would just kind of dismiss and be like, "Oh my gosh, that's just, just like so amazing!" Like, "Oh, these there's these people with powers and they can make things levitate and move and this and that." And the other thing. But now, as the like jaded, jaded human being that I am, I think even the, just getting down to the, the the basics with this hocus pocus too of the the incantations that they're doing, which they you know they you know they, it's it's a movie about witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, There, now I didn't look into it, but I just happened to hit another podcast that I listened to said they looked it up, and those incantations that they used in Hocus Pocus two were real. Like that, as as far as like, dark and maybe bars, they were magic. just going for authenticity. Who knows? I mean, but how how do you feel about how do you feel about magic? Whether it's used for good or bad i like i don't know how to put this without sounding like a complete lunatic like do you do, like, do you think sound like a lunatic yeah uh, my all right okay michael j said so yeah. 
producer. My, Mike's an authority on that. He, he would know. <laughs> uh, oh, wait uh, Before you continue, I'm going to break your train of thought for one second here. It doesn't take much. Yeah, I'm right. I was, I was listening in, and I did notice how you, you, you were saying that 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 Disney has ties to, or Walt has ties to Nazis. So here's what I'm thinking. Okay, he was frozen, I believe. Correct. Mm-hmm. So what we'll do is we're going to thaw him the fuck out. And he's going to help me take down Facebook and the cripples. <laughs> we're going to bring Walt. So we're going to revive Walt and bring him, bring him to Rabbit and Red to help uh, defund the media. Basically, <laughs> is what you're saying. That, yes, that's yes. his sole purpose in life. And 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 take down the cripples. Let them all burn. And then you know, I'll. I'll I, I thought you said you were going to bring him back to life so he could have a celebrity death match with Kevin Smith. Which I, I mean, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> you know what? That that just added a whole new layer to it. I think I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> that shit. Yeah, he totally made me lose my train of thought. Oh my god! Did you see this stuff on Twitter? Like <laughs> Kevin Smith getting all riled up, Cody. I didn't watch it. He's I didn't cool. watch it yet. I, I, I saw it. It popped up on my feed. I didn't watch the video, though, that he posted. He Did still it? didn't respond. Fucking no. <laughs> And you were uh, talking about the Hocus Pocus incantations, and he has posted on Twitter since. He just hasn't responded to me. Do you want to know why? Because he knows he's an asshole, and he doesn't want to admit his fault. <laughs> uh, all right. The incantations. Uh... Were on broad. I I don't know. So, so were, were they like satanic were, witchcraft incantations, or were they were like the Wiccan? Yeah. No. Well, that's what the, the this podcast, and I I was kind of like half listening. It was just one of those things, and I keep talking to Mike about this. Like, I want to. There's certain podcasts I want to stop listening to, only because I use them as like background noise. Um, and I just I threw it on. Only because we were talking about this, and I saw he make in the description they talked about like uh, he was going to talk about hocus pocus too. So I don't know. I think I'm sure it's like dark art stuff. This guy likes like the real shady shit in the world. So he was probably on point for saying that what whatever the incantations were, it was like dark art stuff, but. He didn't really Which, elaborate. That so. they were the Sanderson sisters were, you know, kind of satanic witches. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, that would that would make sense. But another thing, it, it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, they they really downplayed the satanic aspect of the witches in this film. I thought, and uh, not that I would have minded if they didn't. I think it would have been better for the movie. But uh, you know, child sacrifice and uh and yeah. satanism and they just kind of glossed over that and you know and but uh, even that like don't you think i mean they were talking about like the smelling smelling children eating children there was the one scene in uh the walgreens where oh god not bed midler not Sarah Jessica Parker. I forget the third one's name. 
The uh, yeah, it's the uh, the old chick that uh, used to be fat and uh, is a lesbian. Kathy Majimi. Kathy Majimi. Yes. Thank you. She's, like, she's the king of the hill. All right. Didn't mean to call her fat. <laughs> sort of. She wasn't she, fat. She lost a lot of weight. She. She. Well, she's big pound. She is fat. I I agree with you, Cody. You were correct in your statement. Your sediments. You were correct. One hundred percent. But and that's another thing too. I came across which I remember. I liked the movie when I was a kid. It came out in '93. I was like 12, 13 when it came out. Uh, and Jesus. you know, it, it was a fun Halloween movie. And uh, I thought at the time. And uh, so back in I think in twenty eighteen when they had the the twenty fifth anniversary, they have a big. 25th anniversary special. I don't know if you remember that. No. Uh, but they, they had all the original cast back. And I did not know until that point that the alphabet people, the uh, LGBTQ, ABCD, FGs, uh, had embraced it like they have the Wizard of Oz. And and the it was a live show, with and it, the audience was just full of people with rainbow flags and stuff. And... and you know, uh, I don't have a problem with that, but uh, I was like, "Wow!" I just I never took that from the original, but I guess because the the one star of it, the uh, Kathy, whatever the hell her name was, uh, with the crooked ass mouth, uh, is oh, Jesus a lesbian. I, I guess that's okay. I guess that's why that the alphabet people have embraced it. <laughs> but they they take a child. A kid's movie. I don't know what what the obsession is, unless it's to influence youth. What? Why? Wizard of Oz. Now, Hocus Pocus. That they want to take these kids' movies to and use them to advance their agenda. Which I'm like, I'm all for. It. Yeah, you know, speak your mind, do your thing, but don't use kids to do it. Yeah, that's the weird part with all of it. With, I, I don't. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I had a friend of mine. I had said to me, "He's like, no, well, Disney's starting to do weird stuff." And I'm like, "Really? This was probably, I don't know. It was probably less than ten years ago." And even to the point, like the, the like the first thing I ever realized with Disney, especially with the TV shows, they made the parents look like idiots. That was first and foremost. The kids, yeah. except I think the last, the last show that the parents had any brain cells was probably Lizzie McGuire, which was, and that's been almost twenty years ago. Yeah, easily. Or it probably has been twenty years ago now. <laughs> oh God, we're getting old. We're getting old, sir. Yes. Um, but every epi- every show after that was the parents are morons and don't know anything. Everyone. And I, I just walking through the room, I've watched enough because my kids love Disney too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just you know, walking in and out of the room, not even really paying attention, you, you can tell that right off the bat. You know, it's it's purpose purposely, I think, discrediting adults. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's where it starts. So you got you you nail down that generation. Yeah, Disney saying, "Listen to us, not your parents." Yes. You, you kids, you know everything. You're good to go. Just they're adults are morons, and especially the dads. The dads are totally just ostracized. 
there, there's there's no coming back to that. There, you know, maybe maybe mom might have a little bit of like, a few words of wisdom. Like, but not, yeah, the the white the Caucasian dad is always the dumbest person on the show. Box of rocks, a hundred percent of box of rocks. Um, but yeah, that and then it it seems like it, it's going to step further after. Now my youngest is fifteen, so she kind of she started getting out of the the whole Disney thing. But on like the tail end of what she was into, there it seemed that there was a they would they would pass it off as like a Halloween type thing, but there was a like uh, there was a lot of uh, zombie Disney stuff that you would see like a zombie Mickey or a zombie Pluto mm-hmm. uh, or. You know, and well, Disney even had that zombies uh, series, yeah, and a series and a series of movies too, right? But they uh, like they started off with the cartoons, so like, oh, well, let's take the characters you know and love, and we're gonna warp them into something like completely off, and then they they started making their own the the the, uh, the independent series was what was it called? Oh man, was it called Zombies? Wasn't there like a uh, musical of some sort? I don't know. They was like it's just they do weird stuff, man. And it's but but they've got the stranglehold on the children. So I feel like it's just gonna be it's just gonna go from the you know the, the parents are stupid to these uh, I don't know how to say it without be, like offending anybody. Oh, uh, please offend! I, 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 yeah, I want to offend, but I don't want to offend because you know I'm afraid they got Joey, somebody. I, offend, offend. I, 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 <laughs> I want to. Let's, let's trust me. I want to rail against the machine a hundred percent. I want to have at it. Let the chips fall where they may, in theory. But at the same time, I'm like. You know what? If somebody I work with hears this and goes, I don't like what he said and shows it to disappears above me, they'd be like, oh, look at you with your crap on social media and podcasts. Uh, oh. Don't worry, I'll take the hit. <laughs> <laughs> can, oh. I change, can I change the caption of my name to Michael J? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, no, I, I feel your pain because... After 20 years at Walmart, dealing with that exact same thing it, it, to the nth degree, uh, I feel in in the last year since I switched jobs, I feel completely liberated from that. Uh, nice. Thank God. But uh, yeah, anything. I mean, you, you couldn't mention Walmart uh, on social media at all, or they would bring the hammer down on you. Yeah, dude, I got sucked in for a while. I'm like, oh, name your employer. It's like, but they put everything in. I'm like, yeah, I got a feeling this is a bad idea. And I just started deleting everything. I'm like, I want no connections to the, the my to who provides my paycheck on social media whatsoever. Yeah, and it's it's been a long time since there's been any connections. Um, but yeah, dude, like they just take. Take these themes again. You know, the parents are idiots. Uh, kids know everything. Um, 
then they started with like the little zombie type stuff, which I find I I don't know what the agenda is on that one, but I find that odd, especially considering my chair just lost all sorts of air and I sunk. Um, Damn it! It's Disney. Yeah, I don't. They're, they're ruining my vibe. Black know. rocks in your chair, man. <laughs> What the hell just happened there? I don't know. All right. I'm not screwing with that right now. Um, but yeah, dude, like it just I, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what's the point of presenting children with a zombie type figure? I don't like, I don't know. Well, Again, I thought it was Halloween, but the way the world's been the last couple of years and the, the, the the way like people are just I don't I don't know if it's a a, a herd mentality type of thing because that yeah. seems to be what zombies are. It's just like we're just gonna follow and we're gonna go after and da, 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 like a mass mentality. I mean, at least in the presentations of movies and TV shows, is that what that agenda is like it just doesn't well that, that's the big question i think joey is is disney's agenda now i mean of course i i, I think number it is number one to make money mm. uh, but are they just how much of that is pandering uh toward blackrock and these other special interest groups and their investors um and and how much of it is to advance their political agendas? Whether, yeah, but when, or do, do they even have political agendas? Or is it all just about appealing to whatever demographic so they can sell shit? All right. But if you go with the demographic, if you go with the... The, the alphabet people and the alternative lifestyles. Like really how much of a percentage is that? It's well, I so think, low. I think that kind of speaks for their uh, speaks for itself and why their stocks have dropped from $200 a share to $90 a share. That they've, right? they've been that it is a misstep on their part because they, they have been listening to, I think to not, the majority, but the loudest, whoever is the loudest on social media, which for the last couple of years has been the woke movement. And, and now, now they're finding out that that does not necessarily uh, equal or uh, doesn't necessarily mean that just because they're the loudest and, and on social media doesn't mean that's a large percentage of their customers. No, and fantastic. I like. I really. I I don't know. I hope they lose all sorts of money, and not that whatever percentage they're losing, it's really not going to like be a drop in the bucket for them. No, they'll recover regardless. I mean, yeah. there's so many people, regardless of what the world thinks, is still like somehow, some way, Disney has become to a lot of people like a cornerstone like no no no, we've got our disney plus everything's okay in the world i'm like wait what 
Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I got Disney Plus. I I, I do too. You know, as much as I don't like like the company, I mean, you know, they crank out the new Star Wars stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably gonna watch most of it. <laughs> Here we go. Well, let's lighten it up. Are you you're a big Star Wars fan? Oh yeah. Uh come on, I'm an '80s kid. I I just check it. I don't know. I I have friends. Well, I'm probably about what I'm 48, so I'm probably what seven or eight years older than you. I'm 42. 42. Okay, so I'm six. Yeah, oh, I was six born in 80. Older. So I, I was just old enough, just old enough to. By the time I knew what was going on, to miss the whole initial Star Wars craze, right? Which sucked, <laughs> but uh, and kind of like with the music, which has always surprised me that uh, that on the show that you're such a big fan of a lot of 90s music like uh mm. you know your idol uh Patton, Mark, yep. mike 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 Patton. and i i like their stuff sorry uh okay. i like their stuff I'm too impressed you but, know that. but uh i i was you know i always felt kind of cheated by the time i hit my teens mm. because i grew up you know being born in 80 i was old enough to remember you know MT the birth of MTV and and a lot of these great 80s hair bands and, and the whole 80s culture and then by the time I got old enough to enjoy it we're in the 90s and I'm like what the hell is all this shit <laughs> and, and and just I mean I, I was in my 30s really before I finally started going back and listening to some 90s music and think well you know this stuff wasn't all that bad Dude, that's so funny. That's so funny. You're just but but it always amazed me because I, I knew you had a few years on me. I'm like, wow, he likes Man. 90s music. I love 90s music. My wife is the same age as me. We're only like a couple months apart, and she is 100% an 80s girl. 100% big hair. Like she even now I didn't know her at the time. She had the big hair. You know, lots of Aquanet, this, that, and the other thing. And she's like. And and when we talk about music, she's like, "How are you like this guy with the nineties, <laughs> and I'm eighties? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I was the oldest. I'm like, you had an older brother, so maybe like there was that that influence. So, so yeah, yeah I, I'm the oldest. I, I have a younger sister. That's it. And, but I, I was always just fascinated with everything eighties. And oh, uh, no, nah, dude, I love the nineties, man. Give me, give me that Mike Patton. Well, you know, I, I don't have to go on about that one. Give me that Mike Patton stuff for the last 30 years. Give me that Mike Patton stuff. But even the grunge scene with Nirvana and the Melvins and Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, not so much. You can keep that. Oh, God, God. I hope my old lady ain't watching. <laughs> she, is she Eddie Vedder fan? She is. That is her favorite. Pearl Jam is her favorite. Uh, but uh, and I've even grown. I didn't like them during the '90s, but I've even grown, you know, to have an appreciation for them. Uh, yeah, no, I remember being pissed off. I'm like, because it was kind of it was a thing. It was like Nirvana versus Pearl Jam back in the day, at least amongst my friends. I don't know if that was like a, a societal thing, but it was when Kurt Cobain died. We we're like, ah, I wish it was Eddie Vedder, not. Kurt Cobain. I'm like, oh. and look at bad on it now. Like, oh. That's some really like dark shit. Wait, wait. wait. You mean that was Kurt Cobain was murdered? 
That By was Dave before. Grohl. Yeah. <laughs> That was before. That was when we first thought the narrative of Kurt Cobain killed himself was a thing. It took a little bit. It took a little bit to realize, oh, no, 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 no. He was, uh, he didn't commit suicide. He was suicided. And I'll go to my grave. Yeah. I will. Kind of like we will be after this episode. Uh, uh, I hope so. About Disney, yeah. We'll bring him down. Disney, Disney hanging out with Werner von Braun. Disney and his pedophile stuff. Disney and taking of children. I don't know. Mike, you're around? You want to flash up some of those screenshots I sent you? And... (laughs) All right. Lion King. I paused whenever I was a kid. I paused this on VHS just because I'd heard that rumor. And yeah, it, it says sex. 100%. It, it, that's like, not a really good screen grab of it. But I mean, on a clear screen, it's plain as day. Yeah, totally. It was Simba like flops I down. Okay. I should dig the 4K out and see if it still says it in there. If they cleaned it up. I heard, I heard they cut it out of the newer versions. Did they really? Yeah, but uh, I know some of the stuff they were they were trying. Just to clean like up. the uh, the early VHS art for uh, and uh, poster art for uh, the Little Mermaid, it did have a fucking dildo castle on there. Yeah, okay. I mean it was clearly a dick. Yeah, we we have the I I screenshot that and sent it to Mike. Uh, so we have that we got that screenshot somewhere. Um, yeah, I don't think they expected. And it's so funny because you would hear stories be like, oh, the illustrators just kind of snuck that in. They had no idea. But if you think about it, back at the back in the day, the pre-computer graphic images, these people had to hand draw each frame. Tw- 24 yeah. frames per second. Like, don't tell me you didn't know. You lying cocksuckers. There's no way. There's no way. You're all shady ass. Yeah, yeah. We, we only have 10,000 prints of this saying sex. Yeah. You know, um, wait, nobody noticed it. Nobody. nobody I, can't, I can't see how we missed that. You know, it was, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how that happened. I just said that. Oh, there was some crazy guy and there was... We had a disgruntled employee that snuck that in there. Yeah. Okay. You're out of your damn mind. Yeah. But there was a few of these like that. There you go. Uh, Monsters, Inc. Look at that. It says, Mommy. Mommy's bent over. Somebody's given to Mommy from behind. Yeah. I haven't seen Monsters, Inc., so this is a first for me. But I'm not surprised. Oh, and this movie's even darker, dude. Uh, that's so like the basic gist of Monsters Inc., which pisses me off because I liked I liked this movie until I started like connecting the dots and figuring out what was going on in the world. Um, Monsters Inc. The basic gist of the story is there's monsters that live in another dimension that go into the bedrooms of children and scare them and the energy giving 
given off by their screams and yeah, by their fear. Yeah, they the the monsters harness that energy, and that's kind of like their fuel. So, adrenochrome? Anyone? Anyone? Like, come on. Could you, could Pixar put it in your face anymore? Anymore. I, I, it just, it's. You just gotta wonder why, why would they? Why, you know, if it's something that's working, even if they are, you know, a dark satanic uh, organization, why even post hints about it? Why, what's the point? The point, now this is. I, I have no proof behind this. This is what I've listened. I've I've heard via other podcasts or read in other books. These dark arts psychopaths, even even though they do the crazy, the horrible stuff that they do, there's still the karmic effect, where you know if if uh, you do something bad something bad's going to happen to you but if you show I, I using a poker reference like if you show your hand like oh this is what I'm up to then if the punishment the, is you, less severe or, right yeah. so if the so here's what I'm going to do and it, you show your hand and if the universe lets you continue on then it's Whoever, whoever you told you're about to do some shady shit, let it happen. It's their fault, not yours. Like, I, yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's crazy stuff. I don't get it. So at this point in my life, I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to try to do the best I can. <laughs> I'm just not going to be an asshole. If I cannot be an asshole, I'm going to not be an asshole. Uh, yeah. I doesn't. I. I. It's weird. The whole thing's weird. And I'm trying. I. I. I spend a lot of time trying to figure it out. Um, As to where we know we're just barely scraping the surface. I'm sure. Oh God, yeah. Good. We're talking about cartoons right now. Uh oh, crap. Which one was that? I think that this one that Mike just threw up was. I think this was from Frozen, which is one of their most recent films. And there's even like a, a shadier side with this one that yeah, Disney stole Disney stole a lot of their stories from other people. And oh yeah. This was a, this was another one that was stolen. I don't know the origins of the Frozen tale, but they got their hands on this one. Made this movie, called it Frozen, in attempts to screw with the computer, the internet algorithm, because people would search, because yeah, the whole rumor that Disney had his body frozen or his head frozen or some stuff. Um, they named this movie Frozen, so when people type into Google Disney Frozen the movie comes up and not trying to find out what he did with his head or his body or, you know, whatever the, 
the, the rumors are of hmm. when he did when he died. But that yeah, that's that's the the tale of why there's that frozen movie. My kids love it. They love both of them. I mean, um, yeah, so do mine. Soon to be a part three coming soon. Oh, yeah, is that really? What else we got, Mike? I forget. I sent Mike like ten screenshots. Tangled. There's another one. I didn't watch that one. Oh uh, yeah, they're they're. Uh... Their uh, take on Rapunzel. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. She's got him tied up in his hair. Seems to be celebrating bondage. <laughs> it doesn't spell BDSM. What the hell? Yeah. They're getting soft. They're getting soft. I mean, I mean yeah, because her hair is like wrapped around him. God, I feel like we could do a, an entire episode just on the Shrek series. <laughs> Really? Is she, I I only watched the first one. Is that yeah, one? Yeah, it, it was the best. It was the best in my opinion. But uh, I don't even know if I've seen all of them. I think there's what four of them or five of them, Mike. There's four. Yeah, I've only seen the first two. But where you got a donkey fucking uh, Eddie Murphy donkey fucking a dragon? I mean, that's. Uh, they weren't even yeah. trying to hide shit in that though. They were just that. That's yeah, why like, I think Shrek was just. Uh, that that was just right out, it, throwing everything on the table. I don't think there was anything subliminal involved in that. Really? Uh, God damn it, Cody! Now I gotta watch that shit again. Oh my! God. First one's actually That's funny though. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree. Yeah, I like the first one, but I think that was before. So my, uh, like, I never thought the world was uh, as shady as it is. I mean, I uh, that you know, that's uh, that's not going to sound right because I'm about to say, like nine eleven when nine eleven happened, I watched that live and I thought bullshit right away. I'm like, no, dude, the world, what that like? I'm like, something's not right. There's no way two planes took down these two buildings the way that they did. Uh, the, uh, passports were found. Uh, the cell phone calls were made. You know, let's roll. Get the hell out of here. You weren't supposed to be making cell phone calls or there wasn't the connections when that happened. Um, but even though, even though the whole thing, like it just kind of jaded me, like I never, I never thought in a million years, like in kids entertainment, there'd be like weird stuff going on. I really didn't. Like I, I always, I always feel like Felt like there was like some hope in humanity. So you're telling me, because I I only saw the first two Shrek movies, like there was shady shit in that. Well, uh, like I said, not shady. It's all right out there on the table. That's why I think that it's not necessarily. I don't necessarily think it's shady. If it is, okay. it's very. It's using reverse psychology on us. Okay. Which... And I totally missed it. I totally missed it because what was that? Like two thousand four or five. Oh yeah, early in the 2000s the yeah. first track, yeah. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Damn. Look, now I feel like they got one over on me. Mm. Damn. Which I like I said, I don't know. I mean, it's just that's completely up to interpretation, but uh, you know, kind of like hiding in plain sight is the way I see it. Yeah. Oh man. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but you know what? They, it had to have been. Because, I mean, look at the stuff with, like, Pinocchio. Yeah. Pinocchio and the Pleasure Island and the boys. The boys turning into asses and they don't be Oh, they're not. They won't be boys anymore. Yeah. Uh, Ah, oh, son of a bitch. You think Tom I Hanks miss- enjoys that, Joe? A hundred percent Tom Hanks mm. enjoys that. I still, I'm working on it, Mike. I'm working on it. I want to bury Tom Hanks to the point where you hate him because you love him so much. He's a big friend. He's a friend of Jimmy Kimmel. Right there is a sign that he's a piece of shit. Yeah, there's the bone. He probably tried to give the bone to Corey Feldman. And oh uh, shit, everything's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> like Disney's head and his movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's nuts. The whole world's insane, dude. Pretty much. Thank you, social media, for for educating us all all on. How fucking nuts the world really is. Hey, dude, I think the internet got away from these people. I, I whoever's in charge. Hold, whoever's on, in- hold on, hold on. You sent me a picture, and I was like, are, are they right. anal beads? Is this anal beads in a Disney film? I oh, don't know what that scene is, but I was trying to Cinderella. find Cinderella. They're making the dress for Cinderella. Okay, so why is why does it look like he's pulling anal beads out? I don't remember the scene. I don't. But I'm like, well, that looks really awkward. Prostate. That's what it is. Oh snap! Stimulate that poor little mouse that they poop so small. I mean, it's oh that no. poor guy. Oh, yeah, those. He's those not going to pro- be pooping small anymore. Nope. <laughs> He doesn't look like he's enjoying himself either. Just throwing that out there. Poor guy. I know, and no lube or anything like that. Holy shit. He just went up there raw dog. He's raw dogging it. That's hard. Maybe Cinderella spit on it. We can hope. Yeah, that needs to be a sound bite, Mike. (laughs) It's just these headphones. Sorry. Sorry, Cody. These headphones are killing me. I don't know if it's my soundboard or the headphones. I keep getting you. I can't hear myself, but I only hear you out of one ear, and it's driving me insane. Oh, wow. The the next one is my favorite. The only thing worse than only hearing me in one ear is hearing me in both ears. <laughs> Not true, sir. Not oh. true. I've been looking forward to having your uh, oral oral pleasure, a a you or a uh, your oral pleasure in my ears all night long. Yes. <laughs> all right, forget it. I can't. I can't keep messing with it. What's the next picture, Mike? The next picture is my favorite. Where that? I just had it. Here we go. Ooh. <laughs> Peter Pan's uh, got a Peter. Peter yeah. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Is probably and I haven't watched it in a long time. Mm-mm. This might be one of the darkest, darkest movies with the the boy, 
the man boy child doesn't want to grow up figures like everything about it is just awful peter we go with peter peter is a has been a word used as a sexual reference for men's genitalia forever peter pan pan is a demo, is it, it, I I don't know if it's Greek in the Greek uh, uh, realm. Yeah, yeah, it's Pan, it's uh yeah. Um, Pan the goat. Yeah, the God. the goat boy who played the flute with yes. the goat legs and and. But that's I don't remember goat. what the hell he did. It was in a midsummer uh, Shakespeare's uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, yeah, but it what goes, the hell he did in it? It goes. He back. wasn't. He wasn't a good guy, though. I don't think. Oh, absolutely not. It goes back further than Shakespeare. The it's the 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 pan demon, pandemonium, pan demon, the, the the goat god, who causes like is is a, a, a an energy a spiritual energy that causes chaos. So like when you hear like oh you know you're watching a sporting event like oh my god it's pandemonium it's pandemon omium like it's. There's there's so many things I feel like we don't understand because it's been passed down and it's like oh okay there's that like I you know I know how I feel about my because it's so it's familiar all, yeah you don't right it's like it's look just, into it exactly like oh it's pandemonium I like pan demon pan demon it's chaos it's shady dark shit like come on. Come on. I want to hear it's that. It's Peter word. Pan's dick hanging out, for God's sake. Yeah. Right. What is this? 1940-something? They're like, oh, yeah, look. Look at him dancing around. It's so cute. But whoop, there it is. His little yeah. winkies like, in the shadows. Hey, well, what about Robin Williams and Hook, though? I don't think he was demonic. Uh, I know, but he, uh, I really, I hope for the best for Robin Williams. I really do. He's one of those I love. love. Julia Roberts was the most demonic thing in that movie. <laughs> I believe that because she looks the same. <laughs> she looks the same as she did in Hook that she looks now. Like, come on. It's been 30 years. But like I say, I, I, I love Robin Williams and I really hope he wasn't part of the shady shit in, in Hollywood, but I don't think I don't think all the major Hollywood players are. I think the majority of them are, but um, man, it's hard it's hard to believe that that the ones who aren't part of that shady shit going on don't know about it, right? So that's and just still... kind of turn you know they just kind of keep their mouths shut and turn a blind eye to maintain their status, which, I mean, is, in a way, just as bad. Right. You're still complicit. But, like, talking about Robin Williams. There's and maybe that's why he went so fucking nuts, you know. He was a decent guy, and he just couldn't handle the shit. I think he was. I think once he got past his drug addict phase, which, you know, you're coming up, I kind of get the whole drug thing. You're like, yeah, I'll have to... Here, I'm a nobody. I'm making people laugh. I got money. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get these drugs. I'm gonna I am gonna party. I'm having a good time. I you know, I got I got this crash flow coming in. Okay, cool. And he's like started getting his act together. 
and he started taking on these Hollywood roles and there's some of them serious, some of them funny, but even Aladdin has the, like the whole witchcraft aspect to it, which is shady. Uh, but then there's the one scene and I didn't send the video to Mike and I, I, I think I hesitated only because Aladdin is probably my favorite Disney movie that I didn't want to disparage it. But there's a one scene where they, I think it's either before or after they do the whole magic carpet ride thing. You hear Aladdin say, take off. Oh, they're going on a magic carpet ride. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but you hear Aladdin say something about take off your clothes. All, all, all good. Te- all good teenagers take off their clothes. Mm-hmm. Like something weird. Which they kind of tried to play it off with the God. I just I just saw that on a, a, a video I watched. They tried to play it off as something else, but I remember that too. Which it was VHS, so the sound quality wasn't that great. I, so I mean, it it was really kind of muffled. So I, I I can't say either way on that one, honestly. I don't know. I I saw a video online where they took it and they slowed it down, and I'm like, ah, that's what it sounds like. It's what it sounds like. But you're talking about a Robin Williams movie. And even the kid that did Aladdin was one of the people from Full House, which we all know what a great human being Bob Saget was. Right, Michael J? It's Steve from Full House. Hey, thank you. Yep, Steve from Full House. Hanging out with Bob Saget, who loved to hang out with underage people. Yeah, and you, Shady, know, you know what happened? Shady. Well, you know what happened? You know what happened to him, and probably will you know happen to some people on the um, you know, the Disney board of uh, directors. They don't go. give a fuck about. See, you're gonna do that. They're gonna do it. Take them down. Take down the pedophiles one by one. Who is it? Bob Saget. How about who else was connected? Bob Saget. Bob Saget was connected with Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert passed away out of nowhere, and there was one more person. Who was the third one? There was somebody else in there, like little like friend group. Uh, oh, man. Um, Come on. Shit, I, can't, I can't think of it. There's another one, because all bad things happen in threes. There was another one. I'm like, oh, wait, he was part of that. My grandmother always said, uh, said that all bad things happen in threes. See that, dude? Yeah. Even My mother old. still does that to this little god. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it... Mike! You have a you have a missing third sibling. Oh, yeah. Oh well, I'll, we have to we have to find him and burn him down because he's he's ugh. <laughs> he, she it whatever the fuck it is just take it out. They them. Yeah. Uh, let's let's not give them too much credit. I think it serves it a much better purpose. Um, wait, 
Norm Mac, well, no, Norm Macdonald wasn't. Norm Macdonald's your brother? Holy shit. Norm's I mean, in there. Was, I, you know, I'd appreciate it, but no. Could Norm was associated with Bob Saget. Oh, no, don't tell me that. I love Norm. I know, I love Norm too, and I really hope it's not true. I really don't. I really. It's for it's you know if you if you want to make things weird I really hope Norm took the shot and that's what killed him, not something involved with a pedophile ring. I thought it was, it was cancer. Yeah, that's what they yeah. tell you. Yeah, and they tell you. But Norm was doing videos and he had his show on Netflix and all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, Norm had cancer, but he didn't tell anybody. Like, yeah, like worked right up till the end. Yeah, like mm-hmm. something about that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it really doesn't. Like, uh... You know, Dennis Hopper was another one like that. Of course, I mean, he was uh, he was older. You know, he was like in his mid seventies, but you know, he, he just flopped over dead, and they said, "Oh, well, he'd been fighting cancer for a long time, and he he was still acting uh, right up till he died." And uh, he's like, he just didn't want to tell anybody, so it wouldn't affect his work. And uh, like, yeah, how many people mm. do you hear say that? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I have I have zero trust. I have zero trust and faith in any of the the entertainment industry. They tell you what they want to tell you, and I maybe I'm the asshole, and I should be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's true. But I just can't. I just can't believe much anymore. And and who who in the right mind would with uh, the the way social media and and just any media outlets in general are anymore? I mean, you, you, it, it's and I don't know if it's just because there are so many media outlets now. Maybe, maybe when we were kids, you know, during the eighties and nineties and whatnot, you know, maybe. When we had limited media outlets, you know, just the major networks and stuff, newspapers and whatnot, uh, you know, we were more apt to believe what was going on. Maybe it wasn't as straightforward back then as we thought it was. Yeah, but you know what? Probably not. I don't know. There was more faith. There was definitely more faith. When, yeah. You know, Walter Cronkite showed up on your TV. You listened to what Walter Cronkite said. Now, I just feel like so much distrust. I like no faith whatsoever in anything these people are saying on television. Yes. Um, I just have to break in here real quick because I can't comment on Facebook. So I have to comment here for anybody watching. Um, Paul posted something on Facebook about freeing Michael J. So, and he tagged uh, Rhodes in it. And Rhodes says, well, if he wasn't so verbally abusive toward Jewish people, this would have never happened. <laughs> uh, I want to no. comment on it. I want to Who's comment it? on it. I can't comment on Facebook. That's what John Rhodes said. You and Kanye. You and Kanye are anti-Semitic. Well, well, my, 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 my response to John Rhodes is this. I have no problem with the Jewish people. They give great head. So we have to, we have to appreciate that and, you know, whatever. Um, my problem is with the cripples. They need to be stopped. And shot and killed. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I got you covered, Mike. Give me just a second here. You gonna start taking out cripples? What are you doing? What do you mean you got them covered? Oh, Cody! I swear to God, just just bring me, 
the 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 the, the guns and whatever you have in Missouri, and we'll just take them out. <laughs> I swear to God, we'll do it. Misery out there. Misery. There we go. I got you covered. Oh, okay. Oh, how about them? How about them Philadelphia Phillies taking down those St. Louis Cardinals? Fuck the Cardinals. Oh, right. <laughs> that's a great one. I, love it. Right. I guess our baseball discussion is over. You know, no, no. I I do hope Pujols has a uh, has a good last season. He's racking up the numbers, uh, <laughs> knocking out those home runs, and firmly cementing himself into baseball history, which I don't give a damn about. <laughs> that's a great one, Cody. I I I I, I commend you. It's wonderful. <laughs> okay, cool. Obviously, you don't care. Because <laughs> the Phillies just knocked them out. I got to have something, dude. There's not much in the city of Bowie Love that it's like. You know, people people hate winners. I, I've always hated the Yankees. Uh, and, and uh, you know, and the Cardinals for the same reason. You know, let somebody else win, for fuck's sake. Really? You're not a Cardinals fan? Who's your team? Yeah, I've been to Bush. I've been to Bush. I've been to Bush Stadium one time, uh, and that was here back in the summer when I went uh, there to see the uh, uh, Motley Crue, uh, Def Leppard, uh, Joan Jett po- Poison concert. Oh, nice! And it was that great. Was, yeah, let, let's talk about that. <laughs> Fucking amazing! Who? Uh, oh, I, I had really low expectations. I know all these guys are like in their sixties now, or around sixty. And I know how I feel now at 42. So I'm like, I can't do the shit I could whenever I was in my 20s. I'll just be blatantly <laughs> honest about that. Uh, but these guys, all four acts, put on an amazing show. And dare I say it, I mean, a lot of people love to be poison haters. Because, uh, I mean, they kind of embody the peroxide hairband, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, excess... Yeah. 80s uh, hairband movement, but uh, they, they had such a high energy show. And Brett Michaels had just got out of the hospital like three days ago for heat exhaustion uh, and dehydration, and they still put on a fucking hell of a show. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was great. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts were fucking awesome. They they opened, Dude. and then Poison. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're going to a good show then when Joan Jett is your opener. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's your opener. And uh, Def I... Leppard, Def Leppard was like I've always heard about them, which is this was my first time seeing any of these four bands. Okay, uh, live and uh, Def Leppard was w- way I've always heard was they sound live exactly like they sound on their album. They're so polished, right? And they do, and that almost took away from it for me. Uh, for me, really? you know, it, they they just sounded so damn good. Uh, that uh, it it didn't seem real, you know. It was just like you're listening to the album. And then Motley Crue, the rest of the band was awesome. They turned uh, uh, Vince Neil's uh, mic way the hell down so you couldn't hear him because his <laughs> voice is gone, obviously. Yeah, but sees way too many videos of him. Not his old fat bloated ass. But the rest <laughs> the rest of the band did great. And I mean, he was you know he made it through the show. I'll give it to him. Okay. He made it. Yeah. 
He sweated a lot, but he made it. And they're the headline. They were the headliners for that. They team. were the headliners. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. I saw Joan Jett, my cousin. Now this is 2002, and my cousin. So 2002, I was 28. So I had a cousin who was 10 years younger than me. She's like, Joe Jett's playing in Philly tonight. I'm like, yeah. And at that point, that was 2002. And I was like, oh, Joe Jett's been around forever. I don't want to see her. Yeah, She's yeah. Like, I was I was the same way. And I, I, I regret it so much now. Dude. Missing all those acts that I grew up with. Like, yeah. well, like say, I was saying, I was a big, and still am. I, I don't really listen to a lot of new music. Mm. Uh, I try to. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those hipster bastards, but uh, <laughs> but it just doesn't resonate with me like good '60s, '70s, '80s music does, uh, rock does, and uh, and for years, like you were saying uh, in 2002, like I don't care about going see it. I, I was the same. Tom, I was always a huge Tom Petty fan. Yeah, uh, um. and. And, not seeing him. Oh, and I had I had several chances to go see him with when he was in very reasonable driving distance, you know, within oh. a few hours away. And I was like, oh, I'll catch him some other time. And then the fucker dies at sixty six years old, and uh, crazy. Ah, uh, yeah. But uh, so ever since ever since he passed away in twenty seventeen, every time oh my God. one of my childhood idols comes close within. A reasonable uh, driving distance. I make it a point to go see him. I, I took yeah, I took my yeah. oldest daughter when she was eight in 2019. Thank God, right before all the COVID bullshit hit. But I got to take her to see Alice Cooper in St. Louis. No way! How and, is that? And, oh, fucking amazing. He he was I think 71 at the time, but still, so, like I said, you wouldn't think 71, and he's still all over the stage, puts on a hell yeah. of a high energy show and. And she, wow. you know, she'll remember it for the rest of her life. She still talks about it. And I mean, really, it's just uh, one of those proud daddy moments. And, uh, and, yeah. and I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Dude. Wow. Alice Cooper. And Hailstorm. <laughs> Hailstorm was opening for him. Lizzie Hale and Hailstorm, which are <laughs> fucking awesome. Oh, my God. They're headliners at this point. That wasn't even that long ago. That's yeah. amazing. Amazing, and your daughter was eight. Yeah, the the, the only down, the, the only explode? like, oh my god! She, what is oh, this she was all about it, and there, and <laughs> the, of course, a lot of the audience, all the people around us, we were like about. We didn't have awesome seats, but we were about about in the middle, middle center. Uh, it was the uh, an outdoor auditorium, but uh, there was an older couple standing behind us, and I had my daughter sitting up on my shoulder so she could see better. And uh, they had binoculars, and they said, "Here, you want to take the binoculars so you can see better." They give them to oh her, and and she's watching. She's like, and we're like three quarters of the way through the show at this point. And she puts down binoculars and looks down at me and says, "Dad, Dad!" I'm like, "What? What? What? He's playing what?" Uh, she said, "Why? Why are the ladies in the front row throwing bras at him?" <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I don't know, honey. That's probably chafing him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Dude, how do you answer that one? Nice. Yeah. Good recovery. I don't even know how I would answer that one. Like, uh, I don't know. 
I dude, I don't know if I could answer that question on the fly. That would throw me off so much. And I have three daughters. I'd be like, uh, uh. I have three. I have three daughters as well, uh, as well, all the way from five to eleven. Oh, five to eleven. God bless yeah. you. Five, ten, and eleven. I got, I got two preteeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best is yet to come. I know. <laughs> I got, I got fifteen, eighteen, and twenty-three. At least you got one out of the house, right? Uh, soon, soon. <laughs> uh, December. She was out. She went to college. She went away to college, but she said she wasn't around for a while. No, but God bless her. She's been no. She's been a huge help because over the last year, our dumbasses got two puppies, uh, and she works from home, so she's been here to help out, which has been nice. And now it's gotten to the point where we think we could leave the dogs alone for a few hours while the other two are at school and me and my the wife are at work and yada, yada, yada. Uh, so, yeah, no, everything seems to be working out fine, even though, yeah, it kind of, I, I don't want her to go, but I want her to go. Like, it's one of those things. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, it. No, but, you know, it. the time has come, but you don't want to see them leave. You know, like, oh yeah. So I'm torn about the whole thing, but she's a huge help. So I don't want to see her go. But yeah, I, I, I sometime in December, uh, ninth, tenth, something like that, she gets to move into her apartment. So and she's she's moving in with a couple of friends there. So it'll be yeah. I'm I'm excited for her, but bummed for me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I'm 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 the same way with my uh, with my kids. I'm like, you know, I want them to go on to have great careers and uh, and have a great life. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, we got a farm here, we got a little bit of land, you know, build a house here, you know, <laughs> stick around, hang out with your old dad, you know. I wish, I wish, I joke, I you know, we're in a, we were just outside of Philadelphia. Even though we're in the suburbs, it's still not that it, it's not packed, but you're still on top of each other. But I yeah. would always, I would always joke around and be like, "Let's move out in the middle of nowhere. We could like build little tiny houses on a, pr- a piece of property, and we could all still like be together." I, I wouldn't I, trade you for anything. Uh, my nearest neighbor is about a half mile away, and uh, are you serious? They're good neighbors. Yeah, half mile. Holy crap! My God, my brother-in-law, he, he's got, you know, maybe like 400 feet is <laughs> like this farthest neighbor. And I'm like, man, dude, you live in the middle of nowhere. Half a mile. Holy crap, dude. It's a, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm literally in the middle of the woods. And uh, wow. But still only about 11 miles from civilization. So it's not okay. not too bad. Now, let me ask you. I'm not. Well, I'm, I'm kind of handy now because I had to just to save money. But uh, I, when you first got your place and you, you know, you're doing your thing, like, were you like, did you grow up? Did you grow up with a, a parent that was like, you know, I could teach you how to do this. I could teach you how to do that. Like my old man was always like, I'm just paying somebody. I work too hard all day long. I'm not doing that shit. So I never really oh, no. learned how to do that no. stuff. Um, um, like, do you do your own thing? Because I, oh, yeah. I, I okay. Because I, I have neighbors 
that are close. Like, I know it'll take, I, I could t- take me 10 seconds to walk to the neighbor's house. I'd be like, Hey, yo, do, do you know how to do blah, 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 well, yeah, whatever it is. But the, the guy on the one side, he's 90 years old. He's like the Jedi master of the neighborhood. <laughs> hey, Ron, I can't start my lawnmower. Can you help me out? I took him over and within like 10 minutes, the lawnmower is like up and running. Like it's brand new. Um, when you live that far from somebody, do, do, you, do, do I don't know. Do you have somebody you can go to? Be like, hey, I, I, you know, I need, I need to do yada 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 around the house. Can you? Do, do you have any tips? I don't know. I. Uh, well, I are, mean, are, are you with me? I feel like I just that, that's on. kind of a broad question. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, but, but no, I uh, I was raised by my grandparents, and they were both born in the late '30s. You know, post depression era, right? Uh, you know, and, and well, my mother, uh, my grandmother was from uh, uh, Granite City, Illinois. So I mean, she was actually from the city. So, and my grandfather, he was. From the area I live in now, you know, which is extremely rural. Okay. And uh, and they, yeah, I grew up on a cattle ranch uh, that my uh, grandfather uh, wow. was the foreman of. So, uh, yeah, they they, I'm so thankful for that because that they basic survival, you know, that they they were used to living with little or nothing, you know, getting by with little or nothing, and. Uh, so yeah, well, you know, always kind of just learned to do. You know, if something needed fixed, you figured out how to fix it, or hopefully had a neighbor or a friend that uh, wow could help you out with it. And yeah. and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, I mean, right now, like I said, I worked for Walmart for 20 years managing uh, their auto care center, uh-huh. and uh, then uh, when I quit them here at the beginning of this year, I went and took a job as a, uh, a maintenance man for. Uh, for uh, three residential care facilities and a bunch uh, taking care of a bunch of rental houses too. And uh, that is, you know, I've learned, I I thought I knew a lot before that, but being in the maintenance uh, game now, uh, you know, it, it's very quickly showed me how little I knew, but uh, it's definitely been a learning curve, but I've enjoyed it. Yeah. And, and and I've always, from as far back as I remembered, wanted to be as self-sufficient as possible. Mm. And, and the older I get, I think the more I try, and I tried to impress that on my kids too, you know, you know, uh, I'm very big now into, uh, oh, like the whole homestead thing and mm. uh, survival projects and stuff. I just, not that I'm like, uh, can conspiracy theorist for lack of a better word Yay on the show. Let's go. Uh, a little bit, a little bit, maybe a little, maybe a little, maybe a little, just a little. But uh, how we bonded. You know, I'm, I'm not necessarily a, uh, I wouldn't call myself a doomsday prepper per se, but I like to be prepared. I like to be self-sufficient. So if things, you know, if we're cut off from power, something happens, we're cut off from power or from civilization altogether. I want to know that me and my family can survive comfortably. They, no, you have to. And I, have to. I, I don't think that's. I, I don't think there's anything. I think everybody should do that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, not at all. But I. You I know, mean, you're I, not being paranoid by doing that. You're just being prepared. Exactly. I agree a hundred percent. I don't have. <laughs> I don't have anything healthy to sustain my family. 
but I have a stash, and I I haven't even told my wife because my wife thinks I'm a crazy person at this point. But just in case, just in case things get weird, I have a stash of like Campbell soup cans and ramen noodles, like stuff that's going to last. You know, I yeah. know it's not the most healthiest of things, but you do you need to be prepared. Um, and that's like I've been trying to learn how to, to try to be self-sufficient. I've been trying to watch videos to be, you know, for lack of a better word, a prepper. Uh, I don't know. I don't have the, a lot of the space to do. Well, with. the thing is, it's even if you never use it, it it's uh, some of this, a lot of this stuff uh, that you can learn to, to be more self-sufficient is going to be uh, give you enough uh, financial advantage too. Mm. Uh you know, as far as energy or how to, you know, being a better gardener or what, whatever it may be, but, but stuff that can make your life more affordable. Yeah. Oh, dude, my neighbor, I said, my neighbor's 90 years old. I, yeah, yeah. I remember you tell, yeah, I I listened to the show uh, where you tell there was a big garden and everything, you know, that's great. Yes. Yes. I'm like, this guy, and he just, he just keeps plugging away, keeps plugging away. And I'm like, this is what I should be doing, but I don't have just from the guy we bought the house from the way he, he did a lot of hardscaping mm-hmm. in the backyard that it did, doesn't leave a lot to be able to plant stuff. Um, But it's just like, my God, like, like, there's fertile land right here. Like I wish I know I have to, it would take me a lot of work to undo with the guy we bought the house from to plant and it seems like in my neighborhood if there's there's a lot of people that grow cucumbers lettuce and tomatoes and they do well with that and i would love i would love to just be able to carve out like a little niche in my yard to have that going because mm-hmm. you don't know you don't know like you like if you watch tv and i try not to anymore but you see these scumbag politicians they're like <laughs> Uh, dark winter's coming. You know, be prepared. Food shortages. Yeah. So that's why I, I you know, like I said I have. Pay no attention to the planes crashing into the food <laughs> processing plants. That has nothing to do with the for- food shortages. It's, it's all. It's all because of MAGA. MAGA is causing the food shortage shortages. <laughs> yeah, but so that makes sense. All right, I understand what you're saying. It's the goddamn MAGA's. Like, come on. All those come damn on. farmers. Yeah. <laughs> those <laughs> bastards. Those people that are doing life-sustaining things, they're scumbags. And uh, I I don't know. Dude, I so like it bothers me that it's like, okay, I have this if things go wrong. I have Campbell's soup if it goes wrong. So my, my blood pressure, my sodium is going to be through the roof. But, you know, I have something, but I wish... I had something that was a little more natural to, you know, to be like, all right, I can just pluck this out of the garden. Okay, here you go. We're going to make a salad tonight. Which, yeah, I'm, I'm so envious of, like I said, my grandparents, because it, to them, that was just the way of life they were raised with from yes. birth. Uh, and, and the, I you see. know, that they are so happy, they are so happy with, you know, just the basics of having, and I tried to raise my kids with that same frame of mind, which they have their tablets and game systems and everything. And it's hard to, you know, to make them appreciate, you know, Hey, we have hot food and a roof over our head and 
clean beds to sleep in. You know, that's, that's, and our place is paid for, you know, we, we own our property. Yeah. And I, I try to impress on, on them how important that is and, and how, you know, sure they're worried about getting the next big video game that comes out, but you know, to never lose focus of the basics. Yeah. No, you can't. And I think that's the society we live in. Um, how do they, how's it go? They say easy times create soft men, soft men create hard times, yeah. hard times create tough men. Or, or I guess at this point we should say human, not men, but. And I feel like that's yeah. where we're at right now. It, it's we're, just we're a never-ending cycle. It's right. a never-ending cycle. And we're in the soft times. I feel like we've had it so good for so long. You know, I never, I never want it for anything. You know, and my dad, my, my both my parents, like we, you know, they they had their nine to five jobs. Nothing. I, I, you know, I don't want to downplay anything. Like nothing spectacular. They had good. They both had good jobs, and we lived our life. You know, we we could do what we had to do. Didn't do without. Got to go on, to, you know, a couple vacations every year. Most of the time, we'd be you know beach somewhere, and nothing overly elaborate. But your getaway. Um, but it was still easy. That yeah, you know, that yeah. I, again, I don't want to downplay it, but it was easy, and that's got you know, until the last couple of years. Like that's how it was for me too. It was like, oh yeah, you want to go? Yeah, let's go down the shore for the weekend. Let's go for a week. No problem. Now it's like, what the hell is going on in this world? This place is fucked up. Every place, every, every it yeah. doesn't matter where you go. Yeah, even where I live. And there's a ton of money. I'm like, wait, what? How'd this happen? He's got these people that are overcharging for everything. I'm like, I don't, you know, it's nuts. It's nuts. And nobody wants to work. It's just gotten gotten so out of hand. And it sucks. It sucks. Like, who's who's the fault? Whose fault is it? Everybody wants to point the fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Just point to the left, point to the right, point to COVID, point to this. I'm like, it's weird. Everything's weird. And I, I say this to Mike all the time. And we're like, we're doing everything all wrong, but I don't have the answer to how to do it right. Yeah. I and would. I think that's the most frustrating thing out of all of it. Um, I mean, all you can do is just take care of your family and take care of your family and friends and uh, try to prepare as best you can. And um, yeah, I would say go out and vote, but I don't know that that makes any difference anymore. I don't think so either. Dude, that's so funny you said that. I actually had my youngest just ask me tonight while we're eating dinner. She's like, Dad, do you think voting is important? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and let me it, crush you. Let me. Should I crush your dreams or not, kid? Yeah, that's dude. That's, yeah. That, that, that's the thing I fight with every day. I'm like, I don't want to lie to this kid, 
I really, or you know, any of my kids. Like, well, you want to give them hope. Lie. You want to give them hope, right? But I also don't want to be like, oh yes, vote. That's going to make a difference in the world. You get out there and go to those polls and push that button, and you know, check that box. I because I really honestly on a personal level, and between the 2000 election with Gore and Bush, and then this last one with Trump and. Uh, the, the, the dementia patient, Biden, the dementia patient. I'm like, I yeah, I don't know how much faith I have in it anymore. But she's like, should we vote? I'm like, I don't know, kid. I'm like, get back to me on that one. <laughs> like, I really, I didn't know how to answer. Especially, you know, my wife, God bless her. She has faith in the system. I've got none, like none whatsoever. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about it another time. <laughs> so bad, so bad. I just, I, uh, yeah, I think you just so you, you want the best, but you have to expect the worst. And I don't want to live like that anymore, man. I don't want that to be the way the world goes. I think it's, it should be better than this. And and uh, I don't know if it's maybe because we were just younger, because we we're you know younger and more optimistic. But I mean, in the eighties and even the nineties, you know it, you know it, it was a lot easier to have an optimistic outlook on the future. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be there anymore. It really doesn't. I'm like I, I you know, I don't know what the perspective is on things. Um, but at the same time, it just doesn't, it, it also doesn't feel right. Like uh, I'm going to wake up. Uh, I'm going to go to this job for eight hours and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to do the crap I got to do around the house. And I'm going to go to sleep and then I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do it all over again. And then I'm going to do that for five days. I got to get my 40 hours. Like, the whole thing, I don't know, the whole thing, the whole human experience to me seems very bizarre. Cause you, yes. And then you do that. Dude, I've, I've worked with guys, the job I'm in right now, I've worked with guys that have put in 46 years. Like, these people retire in their, like, late 60s. And they're happy. They're happy. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't want to work until I'm in almost 70. You out of your damn mind? Like I want to do what I got to do, and then I want to enjoy. Like don't get me like I want to work. You know, I'll work. I'll make my money, and I'll do what I got to do. Get my pension, get my benefits, whatever. But I I work with a guy that just retired at sixty six. Sixty six, and he based his whole life on this company. He was like, "Yeah, I'm so proud of." I'm like, dude. You're not going to have any identity by the time you retire. Uh, you, after after 20 years at Walmart, I mean, there, there were people I worked with that were shocked that I I left, and, and you know, I'd been saying that for years. You know, I man, just the way the company was going, and it was very similar to Disney uh, in in a retail aspect. You know, they just got so big, and they well, after Walt died in when in the 60s. You know, Disney took a huge left turn on on their direction. And it was a very similar thing when Sam Walton died with Walmart in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And, and there was that initial boom because like, oh, shit, we don't have the old man holding us back anymore. 
Right. And then and then everything started going to shit, and it's just been not a quick, uh, not a quick decline, but it's 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 continuously picked up speed, and now Walmart stocks are dropping some, not quickly, but they are dropping, um, and I mean it's oh wow, it, it's just big corporations and greed is what it all comes down to, and and. There's just no ethics in it anymore. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because, like you were saying, I don't know if it's because of the government or just a bunch of greedy asshole executives making poor decisions, but that that just seems to be the way that corporate America in general is going anymore. Yeah. I know. It makes me think we need to go smaller. Like it just seemed like everything was easier. Like, oh, I could get. Well, up. this and country I, was built on small businesses, and that's and what we we've got away from it. And and the current the current regime is doing everything he can to further that and and push small businesses out more and uh, and just pad major corporations while at the same time, you know. Uh, Claiming that you know that's their battle cry of the uh, left is you know to to make the uh, big corporations pay more taxes and make them do their part, and that's horseshit. Right. Well, you hear that all the time for decades, decades. No, the big corporations need to pay, and it, it never happens. Or or whatever they do pay, they recoup off of raising their prices and and. Uh, Cutting their workforce. Yeah. They're not. That's the thing. It's the simplest thing. And people that people cannot understand. These major corporations didn't get this big by being dumbasses. They are going to make their money one way or another. The Whether it's cutting their workers hours or cutting their workers pay or raising prices, you know, the. They're not going to say, oh, well, we should have been paying more on taxes all along. We're just not going to do anything to recoup this loss. Yeah. You know. Yeah, dude, it sucks. And that's why I think uh, everybody should work smaller, work locally. Screw these big corporations. You know, talk, we, uh, we were just talking about growing our own food. Like, if you could get a group of people. Like here, I'm going to grow this. I'm going to grow that. Oh, you got cows? Maybe we can trade. They almost go back to like the little house on the prairie, and just they think locally, and just screw this global stuff. I don't want to go. You know, I don't go to Pathmark or Giant or Acme or you know whatever. Yeah, like, give me give me the mom and pop shop. I'm going to go to which I, I think is it's that's the reason that big government and corporate America is so against small businesses, you know, that they don't want, they, they want to have the control. They want to control the commodities that uh, they want to control. Well, basically everything, but yeah. uh, you know, whenever you're, like you said, you know, like uh, that's why they hate rural America so much because so much of the, you know, small businesses thrive in rural America, whether it be cattle farming or, uh, 
you know, farmers markets, you know, whatnot, small time farmer, uh, uh, farmers, you know, w- with their crops, bringing them into town, selling them, which I mean, hell, just mm-hmm. last weekend, uh, my dad took my grandfather in to sell chickens at the farm, some of his chickens at the mm-hmm. farmer's market. He's 84 years old and still, still raising chickens and going in and, you know, uh, going to the market every, uh, every couple weekends. And, you know, he loves doing it though. I mean, that's, you know, been his life, you know, God bless him. That's a well, not being a chicken farmer, but it always, you know, farming in general, ranching, farming and, yeah. and, and it seems like that whole generation is, is just going to be lost once uh, they're gone. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that's scary part. That's the scary part. Um, Which I mean, guys, you know, like guys like us, you know, we, we've tried to pick up on as much of that as we can, but we didn't live in that era when it was a necessity to survive. So, you know, it, it's almost secondary to us. And, uh, you know, we just don't know it. We didn't live it like they did. So no. we don't have the knowledge of it like they do. How no. could you imagine? Be like, I have to, I, I got to make sure this crop grows. I have to make sure I can feed my family and maybe sell some of this, you know, whatever, whatever your product is. No, like we've never had that. Like, wow, we're going to go to the supermarket. We're going to go buy, I'm going to go buy my lettuce. I'm going to go buy my peppers. I'm going to go buy. No, we've never had to do that. We've never had to do that. Yeah. And and like I say, people like going back to like talking about the kids, you know, having to have their video games and tablets and all that stuff. And and people feel like you said, they're so soft. They feel like they need so much now. And like like a year ago, maybe I was sitting on my grandfather's front porch with him and he was just happy as a lark saying, you know, uh, you know, uh, me and your grandmother, you know, we were both lived a lot longer than we thought we would. Everything now is just kind of bonus. And, uh, and he said, we, we got, our places paid for we you know we, we were warm in the winter and cool of the summer and and always got food on the table and he was just you know completely satisfied with life that's awesome oh my god dude that's so cool that had to be like one of the most satisfying conversations you ever had oh yeah i've had a lot of them with him though he's he's uh quite the uh Quite the, uh, I think a word, a word for it, but uh, uh, pretty amazing, uh, even at uh, 84 years old, for the, the amount of knowledge that uh, he uh, still retains. Yeah. Ah, that's so cool. That's so, that's awesome, man. I had, I, did, I was lucky enough, I had one grandmother to 83, another one to 91. But uh, the grandfathers died a lot younger, so you, you, there wasn't that same. I feel I feel like once you get to a certain age, you're, you're going to start imparting wisdom that is. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A little more potent. Yeah. Once you, once you hit a certain point, you're like, yeah, I did this. I got here. I made it this far. Let me let me fill your brain with what I have to share. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's awesome, dude. That's so great. It's so great you have that. 
Yeah, and even, you know, I'm just so thankful that uh, he's still around for, and I try to get my kids over and be around him as much as possible. Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. And, and, I mean, they're always, anything he says, they're glued to. Um, but, uh, and me, I look back thinking, like, I was, you know, I grew up on a cattle ranch. You know, we'd get up every morning and go saddle the horses and before daylight and uh, go check cattle and stuff. And I was so bored by that, you know, because I did it every day. I didn't think, you know, I didn't, you know, as a kid, didn't think there was anything special about that. Right. And now I look back, you know, now that's, that's gone, you know, and uh, and it's like, oh, wow, there weren't, a, there's not a lot of people that got to live that kind of lifestyle. No. And, uh, wow. And I, I just, I kicked myself for not, you know, listening more whenever I was younger and retaining more of that knowledge that uh, my grandfather was trying to teach me. And now that he's old enough that, you know, he can't teach me firsthand anymore mm. and I'm getting older. And, uh, you know, I, so I tried to pass on as much of it that I do know to my kids because, you know, it, it, that it's just so sad to think that once that generation's gone, all, all of those, you know, very important uh, life lessons and just basic survival stuff that uh, mm. they knew is just going to be gone. Yeah. Dude, you, you need to do a podcast about it. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Oh, dude, how great would that be? Have you thought about that one? Just pick the... I don't know. That's a survivalist topic. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's a thing. I have you. you I wish I, I wish I knew more, but I mean, Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I keep trying to educate myself more on it, but it's just not, you know, if everything went to shit tomorrow, I don't know if me and my family could make it as to where, (laughs) as to where, uh, with my grandfather and grandmother, I mean, they, they'd probably be fine until they died of natural causes. (laughs) They'd be like, sorry, Cody. <laughs> we got to take care of ourselves. You're out. You're out. <laughs> no, no, they, they won't do you. that. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, I don't ever run out. We don't ever run out of uh, eggs. They, they, uh, nice. you, you can't go visit my grandparents without them sending eggs home with you. <laughs> Dude, that's great. Dude, you got to, or at the very least, you got to interview them. You have to interview them. I, I, you get, know what? That's a get, good idea. I might actually do that because yes, uh, get that recorded, get that saved, get that down uh, somewhere. I don't even care if it's rabbit and red stuff. Like, just get it, get it, so you have it. Because I, that's one of the things I regret. You know, at the time when my my grandparents passed away, it was probably just around the time where it was like everything was like really converting from digital, from uh, analog to digital. So it was, you know, it, I, it wasn't convenient to just be like, I'm going to pull my phone out. All right. Hit record. All right. Let's talk, Grandma. Yeah. Um, dude, that would be so badass. That would be so badass if you could get down, get the grandparents to start chatting and get that saved. Uh, granddad, the story, which he's a storyteller anyway. He always has really? kind of a trade that runs in the family, but, uh, he, yeah, oh God, the the stuff he can spat out about uh, his life from the which he's worked 
ranches most uh, most of his life uh okay. working cattle and he was he was uh, in our area he was kind of the unofficial veterinarian for uh several decades and uh, you know just the old school knowledge he has of uh of uh farming and and or ranching with the in animal care is uh yeah. it's just pretty amazing oh dude do you think you'd do it would he be dead to it? Oh yeah, I could talk him into it. He it wouldn't take much. <laughs> You're like, yeah, dog, stupid. Yeah, of course he would. He he's about deaf now. I'd probably have to yell it to him, but he's like, <laughs> uh, I just say, talk, granddad. But, uh, that maybe all it takes. Yeah. Does he know you what you do with the podcast? He, the, I'm not he sure he understands what a podcast is. Uh, I've tried to explain it to him, but uh, yeah, he, he knows. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, yeah, dude, you have to, you have to. Definitely, that definitely, dude. That's the one thing I regret. I, 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 I knew three of my four grandparents. The the one, I, my my one grandfather passed away. My my mom was only like eight, so it was like way way before mm-hmm. my time. But the other one was the yeah, one was tw- I was twenty. The other one I was pushing forty, like thirty nine, and the other one I was pushing forty one, and it was like I said, it was kind of like that borderline between the convenience of digital versus analog but it would have been so nice that we could we had some conversations where you could sit down and be like i wish i had something and just like just hit record and just let that conversation yeah. go because i think they knew like at the time it was like all right yeah i know i'm hitting my end you gotta get on that dude Oh my God! I would love, I would love to listen to that. I would love to hear some of those stories. I think that would be amazing. He amazing. can go on, and I guarantee he can go on until you're tired of listening, and it won't be because <laughs> you're not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Get it, Cody? Do it, do it. Talk to him about it. Talk to him about yeah, it. I'll, I'll work on him. I'm sure I can. Nice. Oh my God, dude! I would love it. I would. Totally. I just but, wish I just wish he could hear better because I'd love to get him on here where you, where you could talk to him. Yeah, but uh, his his hearing is terrible. Now. Yeah, ah, uh, but uh, I think you should try try to try to get some of the stories if you can. Which over the years he I has been for about the last uh, twelve years. He had to, we almost lost him uh, when he was seventy. Uh, he had to have open heart surgery and uh, oh, was. Wow in the hospital for a few months and miraculously came out of it and uh, recovered after a couple of years. Uh, but, uh, ever since then he's been every, every, about every month, every two months, I'll buy him like a five subject notebook and he just writes it, fills it full of stories of the old days and stuff like that. Anything that comes to mind. And he has, he has now just a huge stack of notebooks all right, so you have you. All right, that's awesome. Okay, you have at least some kind of record. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's cool. Because my family, we don't have anything like that. It was just, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what my parents, my, my grandparents and their great grandparents would think. Which I mean, it's, there's nothing. It, there's nothing. I got no. I have no clue. I have aside no, from what, and my my grandfather, he hold like holds all that knowledge because I I have no so little of it of my family's history, and my family's been in this part of the country for uh, they since the eighteen fifties. Okay, before the pre Civil War, and uh, and I it wow. just 
and I'm a huge Civil War uh, nut, but uh, and just boggles my mind that I don't know more about my family history. Yeah, uh, than I do. Oh man, but still, at least you, oh man, I would love to see this stuff. I would love to see these notebooks. That's awesome. That's so fantastic. I don't know. My family came over here on either side. I, uh, I'm pretty sure that I know my grandfather was, or at least my dad's side of the family were born here. The grandparents, maybe the great grandparents. I'm not sure if it was like the great, great, like I have no idea. I got nothing. I have zero clue on when whoever came from Europe over to here. Nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, and you, you got, know if you got these notebooks, oh my god, dude. I want to see the notebooks. <laughs> I'm so fascinated right I, now. I need to look at it more. I mean I, I keep telling uh I keep telling the old lady we need to go over because my uh to my grandparents because my grandmother has tons of old photo albums uh from all the way back from when her and my grandfather were in their teens. Uh and uh and I haven't looked at any of them probably since I was in my teens. And uh, I keep telling the old lady, I, we need to go over there so I can show you these pictures because I need them to be there because a lot of those pictures, I'm not going to be t- able to tell you shit about. Yeah. And um, uh, but, uh, stay on top of that. Stay on top of that. That's, and and that's it seems history. like anymore. Oh, that- yeah. Families, they just don't, you know, they don't stick together like they used to, you know, fam, they don't have family, even my family, we don't have family reunions anymore. You know, I've just got my little, uh, small circle of family and I'm related to a ton of people in my part of the country, but you know, it, it, it's sad that everybody, you know, they don't have big family get togethers and stuff like when I was a kid, you know, anymore. And, um, I think that's a lot of people anymore. I, we had one, I, I don't even know. I know it was cousins on my dad's side of the family. My dad didn't even go. I'm like, oh, I'm like, there's this whole thing going on on whatever the date was. It was in 2020. He's like, yeah, I don't think. But my aunt, his sister was going. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm going to check it out. And so all these cousins that I haven't seen since I was like a little kid, um, my that that was my dad's side of the family. My mom's side of the family, no clue, no clue, except for like the immediates. There's no, for some reason, people are just dismissing like that history. Of yeah, their too family. busy. Too busy. Yeah, too busy. Don't no want to mess with. It. I mean, even even like I said, with my family, uh, it's sad to say. Well, not really sad per se but uh you know like on holidays it's mainly my circle of friends that you know will show up at my grandparents house uh, that the people that my friends that i've been friends with since we were kids and, and and you know they'll show up right but uh but actual blood relatives won't and uh i mean and i've never been well i guess because i've have such a big family. I've never been one of those people that, you know, blood is thicker than water type right. things. I've, I've been very fortunate to have a very good circle of friends, uh, since, uh, I was a teenager and, uh, and they're still 
part of my life to this day and help out my family and we all help each other out and uh, but yeah it just it just sucks that families don't do that kind of stuff anymore which i mean i have home videos from when I, from like christmases and thanksgivings whenever i was a kid and everybody would get together uh, always two or three people would bring guitars play music uh, and my grandparents old farmhouse they lived in and it was just great stuff i just relish those videos because that kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore no absolutely does not does, oh man that's so cool that's one of the things like i hope with these podcasts that we do because there's no i mean this this stuff is digital it'll last forever and that's kind of the, one of the reasons I try not to like act like a total asshole in these things, because um, at some point, now leave that to Mike. <laughs> Who is he even here? He might be dead. He might have uh, fell off in the black hole of Calcutta. <laughs> I'm think, here. <laughs> think it, it'll be some kind of record. It'll be something, even if it's like uh, Dad. Dad was a big drunk because he liked to drink Pabst Blue Urban and he listened to shitty music because he likes Faith No More. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Like, at least there's still some video or audio recording somewhere. Yeah. That, you know, that, that's one of the, well, I guess, one of the benefits of the technology we have now. But you have, dude, you still have so much history, it seems, at your fingertips. Don't let that go to waste, dude. I, yeah. I think that's so bad. And, and I try to do I stuff think... for my kids, too. Like, like we go on float trips all the time, canoeing and kayaking. We just did our last trip of the year here last weekend, uh, which was awesome. I uh, did an overnight oh, yeah. uh, trip. I've been asking about that. Dude, I love the float thing. I never heard heard of, like, float trips. I have a buddy. No, I don't know where exactly where you're at. I have a buddy that lives in Shiloh, Illinois. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that far from you? Uh, Shiloh, I'm not sure where Shiloh, Illinois is at, but they're, uh, I know they're 20. Well, minutes, what's it close to? They're 20 minutes from St. Louis. Oh yeah. That's pretty close. St. Louis is three hours away. Okay. And he would, uh, when he moved out there, um, he would talk about it. He's like, dude, you got to come out sometime. We do these float trips. And like, what the hell's a float trip? What are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we just go out on the river, just get the tubes and we go down. I'm like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> and it's yeah. like a whole day event. Some people, we're not big tubers. We, like I said, we just mainly kayaks and canoes. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, but. Uh, so. Same principle, you, though. All right. You just did your last one. So like, how long, how long did you spend doing that? Uh, about a day and a half. It, it was a, uh, <laughs> it was a 17 mile, uh, a 17 mile uh, trip. Uh which I mean, most most of our two day trips we go anywhere from twenty four to thirty miles. Okay. Uh, but uh, this one, like I said, kind of late in the year, and usually a lot of people don't want to go because it, 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 we usually do it the first second week in October, and you never know what the weather is going to be be like then. Uh, fortunately, we had beautiful weather. Yeah. Uh, got a little chilly in the night, but uh, that's okay. We uh, we always prepare for that. So, but uh, what do you? I, uh, I know what I want to ask. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it. So, what do you do? Do you have like a group of people that they 
have cars at the end and a, people at the beginning, so this way you can. Well, just, uh, like you make your way. Like how? Take me through the process. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, okay. I'm just, yeah, just the beginning. Dad, take me through the process. Well, we used to do that. Well, we, we used to do that just with people and cars, and we, we got to where we were doing it so much, and we got such a big crowd of people going uh-huh. that first we built a canoe trailer. We built a canoe rack and mounted it on a uh, trailer. Right. And uh, then we bought a, a, an old 15-passenger uh, van to pull the trailer. And uh, so we just pretty much, you know, we created a, a group on Facebook. It's called uh, Ship Floats. The uh, I in shit is an exclamation mark. Okay. But you can look us up on there. Uh, and, uh, you know, we... People we've met on the river over the years. We we have people from di- uh, all different states uh, that come and float with us. Uh, uh, sometimes we might have thirty people going. Sometimes we might have three. Like last weekend, <laughs> there was uh, just three of us. But uh, I'll post the events on there, or as an event when we're going to do a float or floats, and whoever wants to show up can show up. If they they can pitch a few bucks in for gas, and right up there was we. Over the years, we've picked up a bunch of canoes and kayaks uh, cheap, and we just have a whole fleet of them. Basically, just anybody who wants to go with us, and because we, we want everybody to be able to enjoy the uh, the beautiful scenic riverways like we can. So uh, you know, we you know pitch in a few bucks for gas and come with us. That that's uh, so, our uh, the basic thing. Yeah. All right. So. But all right, so you start your day off. You you go to the beginning. So you're floating down the river. What do you do when you get to the end? Like, is there somebody there waiting with a vehicle to get you back to? Uh, we I, I usually uh, we get somebody to uh, ride up with us in uh, in our float bus, uh-huh. and then they uh, on the way up there we'll we'll go to the drop off point first and drop off their vehicle. And they'll hop in with us and drive up to wherever we're putting in at. Right. And right. and then we just get out, hop in the bus, load up the uh, canoes and kayaks, and go home. So if it's if it's over 24 hours, like, what do you do when it's time to sleep? Where, do you have tents with you? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, we, we come prepared. I mean, we've got all kinds of camping gear we've built up over the years. So uh, if, you're, if you're going down the river, what, you, well, like, what do you do about food? Like, do you have like waterproof <laughs> containers uh, to bring this stuff, or uh, coolers, coolers? Okay. Um, oh, dude, I want to come out. <laughs> yeah, it's know. it's so much fun, man. Uh, I've been doing it since I was a teenager, and like I said, we we've we've made friends, just people we've met on the river that come back, if not every year, every other year, and and float with us and and uh we do we do day a lot of day floats and two day floats oh my god but uh it, it's just great you get out get away from people <laughs> i always take a fishing pole i usually don't fish a lot but uh yeah. you know it's mainly just being out there i always take uh, my gopro too which like you're we talking about with my grandfather's notebooks i take a gopro because that's what i i, I nice. save all that footage to leave for my kids i mean i edit it and make videos out of it Okay. Uh, oh, that's too, cool. And uh, but I, I do that. You know, I want to leave that behind for my kids. You know, to see. You know, that this is what me and your grandpa and your and a lot of our friends and family did to yeah. uh, 
to have a good time. And, and who knows, they may not be able to do that anymore at some point, you know, yeah. who knows? Oh my God, dude, that sounds so amazing. It, it is so much fun. So and uh, like, as far as food, we always eat great on there. That, that was one thing I found out at a very young age that I'm not that great of a fisherman. So, uh, me and, uh, me and uh, one of my buddies that I first started out floating with, uh, we, we the first two-day float we did, we were like, we're not going to take any food. We'll just take beer and ice and a cooler. And we'll just catch, we'll just, uh, we'll, t- we'll take that and a pistol. We'll catch, we'll catch some fish, shoot some squirrels. And uh, we drank beer for two days. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So now we take a bunch. Yeah, we eat good on our floats. You know, we always take a bunch of a bunch of stuff to cook. I got a couple of uh, a fire grates you can sit over a campfire, and we're all set up on the cooking stuff. I actually have a uh, skillet that uh, a 16 inch lodge skillet that belonged to my great great grandfather that I take on every float with us. That uh, any fish we catch, we cook in, or just whatever you know, whatever we're cooking. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, dude. That sounds like so much fun. That sounds there, like so There's fun. really nothing like it. I uh, I've, I've been around a little bit and done some cool stuff, but uh, th- there's really nothing like it. And it's, it's very affordable, <laughs> too. Yeah. Which helps when you're poor. <laughs> We're all going to be there shortly. Uh. <laughs> dude. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. Hey. Open invite. Anytime you want to come out, we will set you up. I, I'm definitely going to have to bring the to family. Her. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to talk to the wife about this. She uh, she always says, "No, I'm not. I'm not the camping type." And I don't even know if she would be at this point, but she was prior to our days. She's like, "We need to take the kids camping." I'm like. I don't know if that sounds like a vacation. Well, I'm like, I want to, I want to like sleep in air conditioning and on a bed. But at the same time, this whole float thing. And again, you're the second person that has talked to me about this. Like, it sounds so amazing. It you, sounds you just, so amazing. A big part is watching the weather uh, before you go out. But a lot of times uh, when you're floating uh, on most rivers, you're, it's, it's going to be about 10 to 15 degrees cooler on the river than whatever the forecasted temperature is. Right. So even during the summer, it's usually pretty nice of the nights. Oh, uh, and, and we, you know, when I was younger, I didn't give a shit. I could sleep any place. I know a lot of people are like that. Yeah. Like my kids now. I mean, they, they don't care. They'll sleep hanging over a porch rail. They don't care. <laughs> uh, but, That's uh, cool, man. But now I, me and me and my buddies used to make fun of people that would bring air mattresses on, uh, float trips with us and now i'm like yeah i gotta have my air mattress or i ain't fucking going <laughs> dude that sounds like so much fun i would love yeah we'll have to i yeah which, I'll, which I'll, when we I'll float look, up I'll, here i'm a uh, terrible turn, go it. ahead i'm sorry no i was gonna say i'm a, I'm a terrible planner like if i say i want to do something like if i you know if i went to the family be like hey we're gonna go towards missouri my pal Cody, he's talking about these float trips. I like I I would be the worst at planning it, but I would love. Hey, to do it. best I thing would, is all you got to do is show up. Which I, I know that. it's it's a long. I mean, you could even fly in because we yeah. we have all the gear. I mean, over the years we've got all kinds of extra gear, tents, 
air mattresses, pretty much everything you need. We got plenty extra canoes and kayaks. We have a whole fleet of them. And like I said, we just take anybody that wants to go, you know, pretty much. Oh, We're going to have to talk about this one. I don't know. <laughs> I know the wife's, I don't know. The wife's trying to plan a cruise for next year. So I don't know what the, what the vacation time looks like as far as that is concerned, but I would love to, I would love to. And I was Which, with the Poe, this week, and I'm like, oh, you know what, dude? I'm like, all I want to do now, you and Poe are like, as far as the rabbit and red world is concerned, are the two that I've talked to the most. And I said, I, I was telling him, I'm like, the, the, the one thing I want to do before I die, because we've had thousands of miles between us, I'm like, I need to have a beer with you and I need to have a beer with Cody. I'm like, I don't care what happens. I don't care when. I don't care if we're 70. Like, you know, I'm 48 now. I don't care if we're in our 70s. I'm like, at some point, our paths have to cross in person and not through this internet nonsense. It would be, it sounds like it would be so much fun to come out and hang with you. Yeah, we'll get, if we could get everybody together for a trip and be able to finagle that somehow. Um, to come up and float the river, which, like I was saying, up here, uh, Current River, it's the main river we flowed. Uh, current, uh, it's it's the uh, been rated the eighth clearest stream in North America, and uh, it's it's just gorgeous. That's all I can say about it. I, I I grew up on it, and I I get back to it every chance I get. That's awesome. I've seen some of the pictures on on Facebook. Um, how many Which miles I, have I added? Have I added you to our float group? No. I'll, 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 I'll do that tonight, okay. uh, but I've got all kinds of pictures posted on there uh, right. of a, of a bunch of our trips, but oh, uh, I would love to yeah, see it. Yeah, it. it really is. It's gorgeous. We flowed uh, 11 point rivers, another river that's close uh, to us. We flowed a lot too. And it, it, you don't see near as many people on that river, which is what I like, yeah. which ever since COVID hit, it's really, I mean, the number, everybody started getting out and, Wanted to camp more and do more stuff outside, social distancing. Right. And and there's just been, oh, my God, just a plethora more of, uh, of people on the rivers. Oh, my which, God. Dude. Which I like company, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's only so much. There's so much. Yeah. There's only so much socialization you want to do. Yeah, with. but I, I'm sorry. What are you saying about the, uh, the mileage or something? Yeah, no. How how long? Like, how many miles along the river uh, do you go? Is it like, from beginning to end? How how far do you think you travel? Oh, uh, well, it depends. Day floats, we usually keep it under ten miles. Okay. Uh, for uh, two day floats, uh, they go anywhere usually. Well, this last one we did was uh, just seventeen miles, but. Uh, <laughs> Which eh, it was great. Whenever you want to fish and goof off a lot, you know, stop, which on our river, uh, uh, current river has a lot of really nice big gravel bars you can stop on. Uh-huh. Just like it, all every other bend of the river, you got a nice gravel bar to stop on where you can just hang out and swim and sort of sit out there in the sun, whatever you want to do. We uh, we always take a football along with us and toss it around. And but. Uh, uh, but yeah, it goes anywhere. Usually two day floats on average. Most of our two day floats for the different legs of the river, which we float. Current river is 130 miles long, and we floated from the very beginning of it all the way to the end, where it flows into Black River. But uh, 
we, we no usually way. plan our two day trips out uh, for uh, we we plan them out for anywhere from twenty four mile to uh, thirty mile at most legs. No way! Oh my god, dude, that sounds amazing. That sounds so amazing. Yeah, there's, you just see some beautiful country. I mean, I can't. I can't, I know I keep saying that, but I can't emphasize yeah. it enough. I mean. It, uh, we've had people come float with us from other states that, you know, were very big, big on canoeing and kayaking. And they, uh, every time they come up the, fir the first time on our, in our part of the country up here floating and they're, they're always like, this, this is gorgeous. This is so, so much more beautiful than from uh, uh, where we're from. Dude, it's, 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 it sounds unbelievable. Like I've gone out, you know, I'm along the Delaware River. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, maybe a five mile ride I can get there. And I've gone out to like little islands along it. A friend of mine has a skiff boat. He'll load up his family, drive them out. We'll take a canopy and a grill. Then he'll come back, grab us. We'll go out by me and my family. We'll go out. But we just hang out there all day on the Delaware. But like, like we're just we're there and it's just trust me it's fantastic but there's i don't know anybody that does anything like what you're describing well that that and the delaware is a pretty huge stream though isn't it i mean yeah. it's kind of yeah. like the mississippi you know it's big yeah <laughs> that, that, that's one of the beautiful things about current river 11 point a lot of the streams in the ozarks down here you know that they're not that big but they're also super clear and uh you know a lot like where we float on northern river it's a uh, uh, national scenic riverway so i mean there's no houses built along it or anything it's it, you're just out in nature <laughs> wow yeah there's not much for miles there. and miles and miles that's awesome yeah there's not too much where i live my brother-in-law he's probably about 80 miles west of where I'm at. And he's got some of that. But even that, it's just like even where he's at, starting to get built up. So he has some stuff. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'll come home from work. He's like, I grab my paddleboard or, you know, whatever, a canoe. And he's like, I go out to the lake and I just you know, paddle around, enjoy the, the nature, the scenery. But it's still like, it, he's still not that far from civilization and he's you know you're talking maybe he goes out for like an hour hour and a half when you're telling me I, dude that just sounds so amazing to me it just sounds so like so much fun so much oh, fun. It, just just chill it, it with is. a group of people and like, just be one with nature yeah it's, it's the whole experience i mean like yeah, said, you go out there just hang out with people that you, you like and then you know, you just find it when you get ready to camp, you find a, a nice gravel bar. And, you know, you don't have to worry about anybody coming bothering you. You're just, you know, you camp on the gravel. There's no roads into it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, find you a good gravel bar with a bunch of driftwood so you can have a good campfire. And, you know, we cook a big meal. Everybody uh, eats and crashes out and get up in the morning, cook a big breakfast and then break camp and. Head on downstream. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, but we're gonna have to talk. I don't know. Like I said, I'm the, I'm a terrible planner, but I would love, love, love 
Hey, we start usually late April, early May, and go, like I said, usually first or second week in October is our last uh, float. Okay. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to chat about this one. See if I can make it happen. But yeah, you guys could fly into St. Louis and, you know, just a few hours away and we can sit you up. Oh, dude, I would love it. That sounds like so much fun. That sounds amazing to me. And if we could get Mike to go, we could strap him on the bottom of one of the canoes. (laughs) Do you think he would go? I wonder if I can get him out. I would love to get Mike on a float trip. He would probably love it. We we just we wouldn't put him in a canoe. I scratch that. We'll just get him a a pair of uh, arm floaties. Just push him (laughs) off in the river with his with his uh, getaway sticks. Yeah, dude, that would be so awesome. Oh my god, yeah, dude, we're gonna have to talk. I we luckily we have some time, and hopefully I can figure this out because again, I'm not the planner. So I tell the wife, yeah, this guy I've done podcasts with that I've never met before. This guy I met <laughs> on the internet said we should come hang out at his house out in the woods a little away from everybody. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Nothing. It's perfect. It's perfect. Meanwhile, she's watching the Dahmer series on Netflix. <laughs> it's like, uh, are you sure about this? You know, let's bring the kids. It'll be great. <laughs> hey, that's why we started packing food on our float trips. <laughs> we don't have to eat each other. Yeah. It's not like no more of the fly shit. Yeah. <laughs> we got that all out of our system when we were younger. <laughs> no, no more adrenochrome for you. You're like, no, <laughs> oh, no. We'll just eat the fish and the beef. It's all good. <laughs> Oh, dude. All right. I got to I got to call it a night. It's pushing 11 here. Oh, me too, man. Um <laughs> I got early morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And I for some reason there's something wrong with my body like clockwork. I keep waking up at 3:30. It kills me. Uh it's called getting old. Yeah. I do too. I know, dude. I hate it. I hate yep. it. Yep. Doesn't I, matter uh, how tired you are either. You. No. Now I wake up and the dog sees me wake up and I'm like, okay, come on, let's go outside. And then I just sit there on the couch. I'm like, oh God, I wish I could just sleep like another hour. <laughs> I don't have to leave. I wake up at three 30 and I don't have to leave the house till about six 30. And it's like, there's three hours. I'm like, oh God. I get my best sleep from the time I hit the snooze on my alarm to the five minutes when it goes off. again. <laughs> it's so true. I agree. It's the worst. You're like, oh, fuck. Thank, thank you, Lord, for the five minutes. When, when was when, what I'm trying to figure out is when that time when I didn't need any sleep, as opposed to now where I can't get any sleep. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know when that happened. I either. don't. Uh, yeah, it just it just it just happened. You're like, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Somewhere the timelines crossed. You're like, uh, yep, nope, I'm old. I'm old now. God damn it. <laughs> So it's a good time, sir. And uh, absolutely, hopefully, I, hopefully we have some more. I uh, yeah, that's that's so funny. We went from like we're gonna destroy the mouse to like talking about floating down the life, river, yeah. life affirming. 
being one with nature. Hey, at least we ended on a positive note. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad that happened. But the mouse is still going to kill you all. Yeah, screw that mouse. I don't care. I don't care. They're the crazy pedophile, scumbag, sex addicted zombie scumbags. I don't know. So uh, we'll have to do this again sometime soon. Uh, I appreciate you. Joining me, I don't know what happened to Michael J. As far as the, uh, with whatever he's got going on on the household over there. Oh, look, there he is. I'm here. Uh, you just hiding I'm out. Okay. I just was hiding. letting you guys talk. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to interrupt with my. Hey, we, we missed you, somewhere. Mike. Yeah, are you? Know, I was talking about drowning you, and you didn't even come in. I yeah, I appreciate that. I I you know what? I would love for that to happen if we could just do that. And like, put me in weighted shoes, like no. cement shoes, and just like uh, pull me over. No, that's Mike. I don't think there's any way we could make your legs any more useless. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Just well, you know what? Hobble them before, just so I can feel the pain of a hobbling, and then just you know, push me into the river. Uh, we'll put you in a running W. I don't know what that means, but I'll. That's take ranch it. lingo, uh, horse training lingo. I'll tell you someday. Oh. I like it. I like it. Uh, nice. Well, this has been your week's edition of Mind Jacked. Next Tuesday will be another Rabbit in Red. Uh, no, next Tuesday is near Dwells. Oh, is there Dwells? It switched? No, I heard that place oh. burnt down. Yeah, what the hell? Oh, it did, actually. You're right. Um, well, Southern Takeover is supposed to be coming back because Tyree is going to uh, hunt or something. So, right, somebody's doing something. Somebody's doing something next yeah. Tuesday, but it's not us. Over, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, well, mind Jack will see you in two weeks. Yes. Two weeks. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It's been a blast. It's, I'm so glad we could do this, sir. Yeah, we'll have to do it again soon. Yes, sir. That's it. That's all I got. I got.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.